Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I like saying luxurious. And they can see, hey, Tom. Howdy. Are you waiting for me to introduce you? I've never said howdy before. I want to say something different, so there you go. Howdy. Howdy. This is the new Tom Dorian. Howdy. Howdy. And people love howdy, That's though. probably going to be the last time you ever hear that, too. I don't know. Maybe it's the last time you're on the show. I hey, hope not. Uh, that's not the case. No. Uh, you're you're a fixture. I'm, I'm thinking that could that could be a blessing, maybe. No, it's not. <laughs> no. Man, the people love you. You're like you're like my Ed McMahon. There's somebody on deck somewhere You else. are correct, sir. hi <laughs> <laughs> You do such a good job. Thank you. Uh, and so I'm happy to have you And it you is here. luxurious, by the way. It is. I was not ignoring you. You know, people need to go to our new website. It is good. It's nice. We redesigned the whole puppy. Yeah, except my photo. My photo's old. That's we're gonna okay. To, we're going to fix okay. it. I, I thought you were like that, that Benjamin I, I like Button guy, younger. whatever you go backwards. What is the guy's name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he ages what backwards. What is that guy's name? Benjamin Button or something. Oh, Curious. Yeah, it's Buttons. Whatever. Button, I don't care. You whatever. know, this is stupid and we're wasting time because yeah. we've got some good stuff to talk about today. We do. This is a good topic. So how many times in, uh, you know, as a couple of guys that are trying to live this life, we are. I'm a deacon. You're not. But we both got a bunch of kids. We do. Right? Uh, as I, I like to say, people that say, that's a nice homily, Father. I say, I'm a father, but not yours. <laughs> right. And they look at me kind of funny. But anyway, all of, <laughs> all that aside. Uh, You're you in know, a roll today. A lot of folks will will talk to us, talk to me about like, hey, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. My kids, and as soon as I, I, they can say my kids, dot, 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 and I'm pretty sure. You know where it's going. It's going to have something to do with they don't go to church anymore. They don't believe in the true, true presence anymore. They don't want to be Catholic anymore. They don't believe in God anymore. Ever since they went to college, they don't darken the door of any confessional, whatever. You know, and you start thinking like, wow, you know, I'm sorry for that. Yep. Um, and I, but, uh, but I want to hear them out and hear what they have to say. But usually at the end of it, it's like, so what do I do? Yep. How do I fix that? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a hard we, one, isn't it? We think we have the answers. We always think we have the answers. Yes. We're just a couple of Catholic guys. Our with wives a couple correct of, us, though, don't they? They do. They let us know. But I, I, Here's the real answer, We do the honey. show before we let them hear it, right? We, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so before we, like, they dash our hopes and go, like, that was pretty stupid, you know. Well, you uh, left out these four. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. But it, I think it's time for, we have to do another top ten list. Here we go. And this top ten list is the top ten ways to bring your kids back to the church. Yeah. Or at least the top ten things to consider. Yes. And I think uh, there are a lot of folks out there, and I, I, I want to say something like 90% mm-hmm. of the people listening right now who have kids have this situation. I don't mean that they're all gone. It's like and someone's thinking like, well, no, my kids are all going to Mass, and so we got good kids. And I'm sure there are some great examples out there, but I'm guaranteeing sometime in in, in their life, maybe around the college years, they felt that nudge not to go anymore. Oh, yeah. And they, and they dealt with that uh, in one way or another. And so there's probably lots of ideas out there about how to get those kids back into church. Mm-hmm. And maybe not just the kids, but someone you love. Yeah. Uh, a brother, a sister, aunt, uncle, Great niece, point. nephew, friend, coworker, whatever. So Great there point. are lots of this, – this will apply more than just to your kids. But we're kind of coming from a parental perspective. Right. So uh, those ways to get them back into the church. Now, an important caveat to the ways is these, some of these are negative. In other words, some of these are don't do this. <laughs> so instead of like do this, 
some of it is like, don't do this. And the reason why I think we came up with some of those is because, you know, there's a lot of bad doing out there. Right. A lot of us end up making the problem worse. Some of it. We go like, man, why is this hole so deep? Put the shovel down, and I will tell you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I love my voice of the stupid guy. Hey, what are y'all doing? You know, <laughs> that's me. You know. Anyway, exactly. let's get to this list because we're blowing time yep. uh, out the door here. Number one, the the I first and foremost, you know, we got to give credit where credit is due. What is being accomplished, and who is accomplishing what's being accomplished? If you want your kid back in church, oh yeah. Who we is know. it? Oh, it's the Holy Spirit. It's it's the Holy Spirit who's in charge of all this. It's not, it's not you. you. It's not me. Right? And I know the Holy Spirit uses us as instruments, and that's right. important to realize that. We have to give ourselves over to the Holy Spirit. We have to be prompted by the Holy Spirit. We have to invite the Holy Spirit in the situation. But the reality is that's as far as we go. The rest is really up to him. You could just about end the show right there. Yeah, because that's where most people get it wrong, right? Most people right off the bat is like, what do I do? Deacon, yeah. what do I do? How can I fix this? Right. And I know it sounds weird. The first thing out of my mouth is, you can't fix it. And they're like, that's right. oh, I've lost them forever. It's like, you know, have a little more faith in God's mercy right. and the longevity of his love. That's it right. is eternal. That's right. And so it's like, you know, give it some time or whatever. We'll talk about some of those other things. But, it's, but understand this. When I say you can't do it, it means... You may be part of the process, right. but it's the Holy Spirit that does this. That's exactly and that's right. number one. And we got to keep that in the forefront because if we don't, we get, we start losing perspective. That's right. And we and this becomes some personal vendetta, personal battle, uh, a personal pride, whatever. And we don't want that to happen. So it's not you; it's the Holy Spirit. And you got to trust the Holy Spirit. Amen. Right. Got to you got to let the big guy. Sounds a lot easier to do than it is, but but you it's still hard. have to do it. It's that's very why I'm difficult. harping on. It. I keep going on because I've had the troubles myself where it's like. Hey, I can I can fix this situation. Mm-hmm. It's like no, mm-hmm. you can't. You can't. That's right. So number two, and this is another one. It's a don't. It's don't push. Right. Now I'm speaking. Difficult to do. Yeah. Don't push. And and one of the reasons why is you know I've got nine kids. You've got what thirty? How many? Five. You got five. So between us, we Seems got like thirty something. But it's five. I've got nine. You got five. Between us, we got eighteen kids. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're homeschoolers. It's that new math. <laughs> No, no, no. I just, mine, I'm going to get emails from homeschoolers. We homeschool, and we are we love it. And homeschool kids are smarter than other kids. Yeah. Now I'm going to get emails from parents from other kids. I'm digging a hole. Put the shovel down. So don't push the kids. And what I learned, what I've learned I mean, is the hard way many times is the harder you push, what happens? Oh, the harder they push back. Oh, man. They just, and they will push back even harder. Yeah. Because they will, they will put you in the dirt. They don't want to be triumphed over. Right. Right and now. so when you, you know, it's like like the little kids, like you'd punch somebody in the arm and they'd punch you twice as hard back. Right. It would be escalation. That's right. And when we push our kids, that's, they don't, they're, they're not being receptive. That wall mm-hmm. gets ever higher, ever wider, ever mm-hmm. thicker. Right. The harder we push, the, the bigger that wall gets. That's right. Right. The harder the heart gets and it's like, I'm not listening. Blah, 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 blah. The hands are over the ears, <laughs> you know. And so we, we, we can't push. Right. Right. Because they will, they will push back. So number three is sort of like the antithesis of that. Mm-hmm. And that is don't, it's another don't, but it's don't give up. Right. So don't push, but by no means should you be given up. Right. Don't stop. Don't ignore. Don't act like it's not a problem. Don't mm-hmm. act like you're not concerned and you don't care. Because um, it's important for you to remember this, this basic principle. We've said it before on the show, but you will never stop being their parent. Right. And that's hard for some people because a lot of times... 
uh, people think like, hey, they're 18. They are free to do whatever they want to do. It's like, yeah, they are free legally. Uh, you know, they're on their own. They're making their own decisions, and they may have moved out of the house, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is you are still going to be father or mother to that child until you or they no longer live. That's right. Right? You are always going to be their father or their, or their mother. Now, how you parent changes. Mm-hmm. Right when when they're forty years old and you're saying um, you need to do the dishes and you need to go to bed early and you you know um, this is nice advice but really you don't need to run their life you don't need to do their laundry no. and you right. can't be a helicopter parent all their life you can't do that. Mm-mm. However, your love for them is important and you you continue to be in their life as a parent offering advice. Maybe you wait a little bit more before you offer it. Maybe you wait for them to to really request it mm-hmm. before you offer it, but you're there to give that advice. So don't give up because I have heard so many cases where people say, you know what? I know I pushed back or I know I, I, I was angry and, you know, but I, I really appreciate you kind of hanging in there with me because I wouldn't be where I am today if you hadn't hung in there and had faith in me. Right. So don't give up. There you go. Right. But don't lay the little tracks on their pillows. Don't, be passive aggressive don't don't push them don't keep nagging at them don't whine right right but don't give up right i know that sounds like a contradiction but no, it's but it's really saying. it's there's some heart to there number four is uh live your faith we That's talk right. about that a lot on this show we do tom you live your faith people look at you and go like he's a pretty good guy i don't know about that now nah, your no. kids look at you and go you're a good guy i don't know they see know. your honesty. They see so. that you speak up. You stand up for the right things, the good things. You do the morally correct things. You let people know I hope so. what you're thinking. And that's the whole point. If you do that, your kids will they'll respect you because they believe you. that you're, You know, the worst word kids even know today is hypocrisy. Right. Jesus dealt with hypocrites, yep. you know, and the Pharisees and, and the scribes, and he'd call them, you brood of vipers and you hypocrites, you know. But, but the reality is when our kids think we're hypocritical, like when we say, you know, don't steal, but they watch us cheating on our taxes. Oh, yeah, they're, they're out. They don't, they don't trust you anymore. No. They don't respect you anymore, and that's problematic. So if you live the life, if you live your faith, mm-hmm. that's the best way you can. That's exactly so right. go ahead and go to Mass. Go to confession, and it's great to let them know, hey, I went to confession today. Yep. You know? just, you're not bragging. You're just, you're just living your faith. Right. Right? And be, be, be proud in, in, the, in the good way, not one of the seven deadly sins right. of pride. But just let, you know, it's okay. Just right. live your faith. They will see that and recognize that. Right. Right? You became like your dad because you respected him. Mm-hmm. He's a hard worker. I'm a hard worker. Mm-hmm. He got up early in the morning. I got up early in the morning. And those are things that you do because you respect who he is. Um, right? right. And, right. and so you'll follow that lived example mm-hmm. to be that model. That's what we do with the saints. That's, That's why the church is always talking about Great the example. Saints. You know, yeah. look at those saints. It's like, I want to be like him. That's right. Well, be a saint to your child. Mm-hmm. That's hard for me. <laughs> Not you. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't believe that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't believe that. A lot of stuff there. So let's go to number five. Right. This is one that you, uh, you, you came up with. Okay. Uh, and that's the, the, the idea of the invitation. Oh, yeah. Invite them. Yeah, tell me about that. What, why is that so well, important? Well, you talked about confession. I, I'll invite my kids to confession. Yeah. Or if a kid comes in from out of town, I invite him to Mass. Right. Instead of saying, invite him to a church you function. need to go to Mass. If you don't go to Mass, it's a mortal sin. Right. No, uh, no, have no, you no. invited them? Yeah, just invite them. Now, by the way, I do believe it's a mortal sin if you don't go to Mass. But how you present that to them is all the different world, right? right? And the invitation, they'll they receive. People just want to be asked, even kids. Now, when they're little, do you want to clean your room? No. (laughs) May have to be a little bit of forced stuff there. But when your kid has left the church and going to Mass is not on their mind, 
an invitation is actually it goes a long way. That's exactly right. That's a beautiful thing to do. So, so inviting them. So recap real quick, one through five. It's not you. It's the Holy Spirit. Don't push, but don't give up. Live your faith and the invitation. Invite them there along for the ride. So that's the first five. We've got five more. All right. We're going to take a break. All right. Before we do that, we'll remind folks at home, we've got a great website, a brand new, brand new website, one. newly brand designed, new thecatholiccafe.com. Come and see. There you go. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. A lot of, lot of great guys worked on that thing, and girls worked on that thing. So it was really, uh, really a, a beautiful effort, and it, it really paid off. It's really nice. Uh, also, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. With that, we will be right back. I'm Bester Zemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Born in the year 251 in Egypt, St. Anthony of the Desert rose to become the father of monasticism. He took these words of the gospel to heart. If you would be perfect, go, sell what you have, and give to the poor. As a young man of 20, he gave away his vast wealth and went to live in poverty and solitude in the desert. St. Anthony fasted on bread and water, only eating after sunset each day. The fasting strengthened him for the many spiritual assaults he would endure. Much like Christ's 40 days of fast in the desert, he was tortured by demonic spirits and tempted to great evil. But his strength and confidence in God never failed him. St. Anthony was known to have said, The devil is afraid of us when we pray and make sacrifices. He is also afraid when we are humble and good. He is especially afraid when we love Jesus very much. He runs away when we make the sign of the cross. Christ never abandoned him during these trials, but only made him stronger for his great vocation. St. Anthony's reputation began to grow, and he gathered many followers. He was known as a miraculous healer. He became a spiritual counselor to many and recommended a simple life based on the Gospels. He was finally convinced to found two separate monasteries and began a rule of life for monastic living. The monastery St. Anthony initiated were the first to be started, and thus began the great tradition and history of monastic life in the church. These pioneering monks practiced prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, and lived a life apart from the world in constant reparation for their sins and the sins of others. It is said that two Greek philosophers once came to St. Anthony because of his reputation for wisdom. He told them, If you think me wise, become what I am, for we ought to imitate the good. Had I gone to you, I should have imitated you, but since you have come to me, become what I am, for I am a Christian. St. Anthony lived until the ripe old age of 105 and died peacefully in a cave near the Red Sea. He is a great witness to the simple life of prayer and fasting we as Christians are called to live. St. Anthony of the Desert's Feast Day is celebrated by the Universal Church on January 17th. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. 
And indeed, welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. And I am Deacon Jeff. Yes, you are. Talking, talking to talking. talking to Tom Dorian. Yes, sir. And we're talking about how to bring those kids back. Top ten reasons, or yeah. top ten ways, excuse me. Yeah, and some of them are ways not to do it, I guess. Yes, do's and don'ts. Do's and don'ts of bringing the kids back. Right. And then also we want to spread this out to the brothers and the sisters and the cousins yeah all, people aunts, that uncles yeah yeah mothers fathers because some of this some of this does apply it does uh to, to to everybody and we'll recap again it's not you it's the holy spirit trust the holy spirit in the process it's not a work of you mm-hmm. it's a work of the holy spirit don't push them number two mr passive aggressive mr laying the tracks on the pillow and make him watch a video it ain't gonna work right. right don't keep pushing and nagging all right but don't stop being the parent right. or the brother or the sister or whatever. Don't stop. You That's love them. Three. Stay involved, mm-hmm. right? Don't give up. That's number three. Number four is live your faith. Be an example, a living example, something like, well, man, that, that man puts his money where his mouth is. He says it and he does it. Yep. That brings respect and that brings, they want to model that. They want to, they want to do that. And then, of course, the last one was invite, the invitation. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess there's a, there's a caveat to the invitation. If the kid is living in the house... Mm-hmm. And they don't want to go to Mass anymore. This is a question I get all the time. Do I make them go to Mass? So the way I phrase it, I don't say like, Mr., you will get up and get dressed and you will get your butt in the car <laughs> in seven minutes because you're going to Mass. That's different than the hey. Are you having a flashback? <laughs> <laughs> I lived it. Um, so do I do that or do I respect their growing up? You know, they're 16 now. They're rebellious. They, they don't agree with anything. They don't believe in God or they don't believe in the Eucharist. They don't believe in confession. They don't, they don't want to be anything, right? Do I just respect that and allow them to stay home on Sundays? Well, the yeah, answer, you respect it, but it goes both ways. I can tell you as a, as a father of nine, and you can probably say yeah. as a father of five, in, in that situation, what I say in our family is, hey, if you live here and we're feeding you, this is what we do. This is what Drzezinski's do. We go to Mass on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't believe, you're going to respect me. And my authority here in this household, I love you, but I know what's best for you. And even if you don't agree with, like, the fundamentals here, you're going to go to match with us. It's a show of respect. Yeah, that's fair. Is that where you kind of land? That's fair. Yeah, it's respect both ways. Yeah. And so I respect that you don't believe this. And, in fact, if you want to start doing Hare Krishna stuff and you want to drag me to some meeting with your friends or whatever – I'll come, but not if I have to miss mass. But I, but I'll come and I, and I I will adventure with you. But but when you're in my house now, when you move out, you know I can't make you do anything. No, you're you a big can't. boy or big girl now. You you right. make those decisions. But you're in my house, so yeah. You know I don't want it to be a knockdown drag out fight. But you have a choice. Right. There's mass or there's dinner. You know mass and dinner, or <laughs> no mass, no dinner. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So yeah. you work that out. All right, number six. We're moving on to number six. Um, you know, you've got to, you know, kids these days, they're informed, sometimes poorly, and they are formed. Their consciences are sometimes poorly formed. Right. Right? And they're, they're, they're on the Internet. You know, they yes. go and they visit, uh, they go to Mass at St. Google, you know, and Saint they're worshiping Google. at St. Google, and they, everything they get, like the first ten things that show up, that's what they might want to believe. And they, they do read and, and, and uh, experience a lot especially with an online uh, sort of media presence. So you need to study. You need to prepare yourself for the questions you're going to get. That's, r- that's true. Right? You, you can't say, I don't know. Let's go ask the priest. Why don't you ask the priest? You know, ask that loudmouth deacon guy that's always on the radio. Ask his buddy Tom. He's a little more approachable. I think Tom's a little more like me. You know, and the point is, 
No, you you need to invest your your time wisely. Learning your faith. Right. Knowing so, your faith. so knowing your faith, knowing Jesus, having a relationship with him, studying more, understanding mm-hmm. more fully what we believe so that you can and understand where they're coming from. Read the objections, read the problems, read the anti-Catholic tracts, read the anti-Catholic books, read the anti-Catholic thought that's everywhere. Right. Doesn't mean you have to believe it. I don't want you to believe it. I want you to read it. Understand where they're coming from. Sure. So that's that's important. But also, you need to prepare yourself with the sacraments. That's God's divine life. Right. Right. So going to mass, this is good for you. Mm-hmm. Going to confession, clean out the cobwebs. You know, clean slate. Be ready for for battle. You know, with God's divine life poured into you through confession and and Eucharist. You're, you know, you're you're ready for anything. You knew confession would slide in there at some point. Oh yes, point. confession always does in our top ten yeah. list. It's in every one of them. Uh, and then, of, and of course, prepare yourself through prayer. Right, B- right before you talk to them, after you talk to them, during talking to them, especially the Holy Spirit. Prayer, 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 prayer. Yep. Right. So you've got to prepare yourself for the questions. Uh, you've got to know their arguments. So that means you need to spend some time on social media. But I don't do that email thing. More than email, you got to figure out. You get a Twitter account. Get a you know. You know, hashtag dummy, you know, whatever, get whatever that is. And you need to be where they are to understand all the different things and, and what all these things mean and, and why that's so important. And when, when you do that, again, they'll respect you. Yep. You tweet, <laughs> the kid's face will change totally. That's number six. Number seven is, well, number six, of course, is prepare yourself, right, right. for the arguments. Right. Number seven is prepare yourself for the arguments, but it's never just don't argue. This right. is not a debate. It's not. It's not. You're supposed to be. You're not supposed to be yelling. If you get up to yelling, you're done. The argument is a figurative term. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not a it, literal term. That's exactly right. So an argument. It's a position. Is a position, right. but to argue is not it's a good not thing. Not a position, right? Because right. usually elevated blood pressure, right? Emotional you know, emo- volume. Don't do that. Next thing you know, the wall. There it is. You're pushing. All yeah. of a sudden, you're pushing. You're pouncing. And literally, the second you get there, you've lost. Right. No, you're exactly right. Yeah, you don't want to go there. No, no, you're exactly right. It's number seven. Uh, Number eight. So number eight is important. Uh, And number eight is, um, you know, you need to be patient. Right? Yes. I mean, be patient. Yeah. Life is a journey. It is. We we watch, like, newscasts, you know, with uh, little seven-minute arguments. Mm -hmm. You know, people yell at each other for six minutes. And they say, well, that's all the time we have when we go to commercial. Right. You know, everything is instantly solved. Everything is an instantly, uh, you know, and life is instant now, instantaneous. We get instant news. We get instant feedback. We get instant results. We have instant polls. We get to watch things live, and they all just play out. We don't have time to think, to process, mm-hmm. to grow, to be transformed, to be changed. And, and God doesn't always work instantly. Nope. St. Monica. Yeah. You get a long time, a lot of prayer for St. Augustine. Her whole came life. Yeah. yeah. So be patient. Don't expect to have instant success. Right. Right. And, and that stuff is, you know, that's, that's, it's good to know. So be patient is number eight. Seven, don't argue. Number six is prepare yourself for the arguments. <laughs> right? That's right. Uh, number nine. Number nine is, is neat because it's like what you're doing is planting seeds. That's right. right? It's part of the being patient part. Don't try to accomplish everything at once, and then don't destroy what you just did. Right. You know the old expression, one step forward, two steps back. Yeah, don't do that. Just realize that, you know, let me just, we're going to cross this little bridge. We're going to go this far. Mm-hmm. I'm going to plant this little seed. I'm done. That's it. That's all I want to say. Have <laughs> nighty night, close the door. You know, just really don't, don't spend so much time trying to get everything all done all at once. 
But remember those seeds are beautiful because then we go back to that number one, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will nourish those seeds. That's and those, right. those are the things that will bubble up. I can't tell you the number of times that I've like read a book or had an experience with somebody, a great teacher in high school, whatever, that suddenly it just came to mind right. as a 50-year-old. Mm-hmm. I'm 55, whatever, I'll be honest. So, <laughs> you know, it just came to mind. It's like, where'd that come from? That's a seed that was planted that bubbled up. Right. That the Holy Spirit watered, nourished, kept it there. He needs it now. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. There it is. That's what you're doing. That's the part you're playing. So don't have some kind of intricate battle plan with all these steps. And first I'm going to get this. Then there's that. Next next week we're going to do this. We've got these 16 things to do. We'll turn that corner there, and this is what's going to happen. Chuck that stuff. Right. Get one thing done today. Right. Or this week or this month. Help them to understand that. Yep. Which leads us to number 10, like the big number 10. Here we go. And that's the most important thing, I think. And we haven't talked about it yet. No. Love them. That's right. I mean, that's, that's is, they were given to you that kind of to love. kind of the whole thing up, I know. It? If you truly love them, this is what's beautiful. If you love your children, I know you all do, mm-hmm. and sometimes they make it hard for you to love them, <laughs> but I know you love them, but right. they need to hear it, and they need to see it. That's right. And more importantly than both of those that leads to this is they need to feel it. That's right. Because if they know they love you, they will trust you. Right. They will follow you. They will sure. emulate you. They will do the things that you ask them to do. They will respect you. And this becomes, they, they know, they, they can trust you. You're not trying to beat up on them. You're not trying to win some battle. You, nope. They love, they know that you love them. Yep. And man, that's like nine-tenths of all of this stuff. Yeah. Right? So 10% Holy Spirit, 90% love them. 90% Holy Spirit, 10% love them, whatever. However the mix is in your life and your family, Man, that will take no, care of business. That's how it's going to work out. That's right. And you know, number number ten, number ten. That was ten. Right. Number eleven. Oh, the bonus. Yeah, we have a bonus one. Yeah. Pray this they, is a first. Yeah. Pray they don't listen to the show because then they're going to know your strategy. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to blow the whole thing. So don't let them listen to this show. It's a secret plan. This Never. is our secret, folks. Yeah, don't. don't. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and so those are the top ten ways you want them in church. Yeah. Right. You want them back in the faith. Right. Let them know they that you love them. Be with them. Uh, th- this is all, uh, you know, and it's a journey. It is. Go on that journey. So practice those 10 things. I guarantee that you will practice those 10 things. <laughs> that's all I can offer you. <laughs> Let them know that they're loved because God loves them. And that's how he shows them love most profoundly is through you. And that's who right. else loves us? Mary. She does. Let's say a prayer to Mary. Let's do it. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother, Mother of God, God, pray for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta, Federal Association, and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly. Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.